Hey, up, my name's Van, and this is the advert. <laughs> Oh, is that the first time in 10? I was about to say, to be fair to you, that's the first time. One in 10 isn't too bad. I must admit, normally I'm pretty good with intros. I'm normally pretty good. And it's a shame that I've messed off after 10. Um, I'll allow it. First one in 10. So we'll see. I am recording. I'm going to leave it in. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Hey up, my name's Ben, and this is the 2021 Advent Calendar by the Wow 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 Files. In this special series, I'll be here with a mini episode every day in the run-up to Christmas, talking about something synonymous with Stoke City. Thankfully, I'm not alone, as I've drafted in one of the greatest Stoke City experts out there to guide us through Advent. He's the Liam Lawrence torso to my torso, <laughs> Martin Cook. How's it going? I don't know after that. <laughs> 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 that, that intro's gone a little bit weird though well, um, I'll, t- I'll yeah. take it though I'll yeah. take it Yeah. well you did say in the last one that, that you had the body of a god so I that, that might be a slight very slight white lie on my part <laughs> I'm not <laughs> oh no 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 don't say that you're ruining the magic now breaking the dream because <laughs> then you're going to be this like this like perfect male with like a god body and like this all this in-depth knowledge about football, like like you're going to be, you know, the alpha male by this point if you're not careful. <laughs> well, I will say I'm, I am very humbled by the fact you're referring to me as one of the greatest Stoke City. Oh, you my, gotta be. My, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm far too humble for that. I do appreciate it though. How many people have written a PhD on Stoke City and Staffordshire football? Not many, right? Yeah, probably for good reason though. To be fair, it's probably more. <laughs> More important things to write PhDs about than, uh, than football. Maybe, but but, uh, <laughs> but I've said that you're one of the greatest Stoke City experts, and however niche that may be, I believe that to be true. So, well, thank you. I appreciate it. I was going to say, shut up and take the compliment. Day ten. <laughs> <laughs> Day ten. Again, through this advent calendar series, it's it's generally light-hearted. However, it wouldn't be Stoke City if there weren't. The uh, the more somber periods, I guess. Day ten is the dejected hippo. I mean, this this could cover a lot of areas actually, really. But we're going specifically for the nineteen nineties, essentially, which is pretty much entirely a forgettable period for Stoke. It started off in the worst possible way, didn't it, Martin? And 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 there were very few glimmers w- within that whole decade. Yeah, definitely. Um, and for, for the record, this is one of my favourite ever football photos. Um, <laughs> I, I just love this photo. Yeah. Um, so. you, you sort of, you've alluded I've done some research around football in Staffordshire and I've done some stuff in other areas as well, but just this image is just one of the best photos I've ever seen <laughs> in, in football. Just, it's just, it's, it's Wiccan players celebrating in front of, you know, Potamus, who's just got his head down and he uh. just looks his, dejected but it, it does sort of summarize what for a lot long or a big part of the 1990s that's what it was like being a stoke fan essentially um it was quite dejecting and there was only a very short period where there was any real hope or, or optimism you know so if, even if you look at the early 1990s you know we went through a period where we dropped as low as the third tier of english football in 1990 so that was the first time in in over 60 years, we played that low down the football pyramid. We had a short period in between where Lou Macari came in 
and we had that little bit of bright optimism and hope, which we spoke about in that Mark Steen episode. But again, after that, when he departed in 93, um, the club sort of went back into a period of decline, um, which I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on in, in a little while. But overall, apart from a, you know, a two, three years period, you know, the 1990s was a not a great time to be a Stoke fan, to be quite honest. No. <laughs> As we spoke about off air, you know, this is when I became a Stoke fan, essentially. So the, the ball was set low when I was growing up as a kid. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to say, because I, I, I believe the age range of the listeners to this podcast is fairly varied, actually. I, I thought when I started up, it would be a lot of the younger viewers. But actually, I'm pretty sure the majority of the listeners are between 30 and 50 years old. So hello, everybody that's older than me. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it means that a lot of you listening will have been involved or got involved with Stoke City during this time. And I do wonder why you're still listening today. But here you are, and maybe a lot of you will, will be... Uh, sympathetic to uh the dejected hippo pose or that photo anyway which i agree is a fantastic photo i mean like the mascot doesn't have to be emotionally involved with stoke city it's a job for him bless him but yeah he's he it's just a fantastic photo (laughs) um but yeah so i was going to bring this up as you said this was sort of the period more more towards the back end of this period sure uh you're not that old martin um but, but uh yeah, yeah, towards the back end of this period was when you got involved. Um, we talked about your story um, on the podcast before. I think it was about a year and a half ago we had you on to talk about your Stoke City story. And you mentioned, didn't you, that you know this, this was what essentially you came into. This was your introduction. You didn't really want to go back. No, so one of my first seasons was when the Botanic Stadium first opened, so around 97, something like that, or 98. Um, when I was a young kid, I remember I went to a game with my dad. He was a massive Stoke fan. And I remember sitting at half time and I wanted to go home. It was nil-nil. It was freezing cold. My toes were cold. And when he came back the week after, I was like, oh, Martin, do you want to come uh, to the game today? I was like, no, I'm okay. Thank you, Dad. I, I'm happy just drawing pictures on the, on the dining room table, which broke his heart a little bit. But I did eventually find my way back into... <laughs> Stoke City fandom somehow shape or form so but yeah it, it is that kind of period of there wasn't a, a great deal to celebrate especially at the back end of the 1990s we just, we've mentioned a few times about moving to Batani Stadium that brought a, a huge amount of financial stress on the club there are reports were up to £5 million in debt at one point there was real dissatisfaction about how Peter Coates was running the club during his first spell um, Jed, Jez Moxie was the director, CEO type character. There was lots of negativity around how he was conducting business. And essentially, the club was just in a decline. Um, and that resulted in relegation eventually. And I know we mentioned Kamara before and Chip Bates and people like that, but it, it was a period where the club just went into decline and there wasn't any real sign for a long while of us making any sort of forward progress or, or even halting that slump, slump really. Yeah, it it's such a shame, isn't it? Because you mentioned somebody like Coates there was was involved at the time, and 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 for someone who clearly now we look back on was someone who loves the club so much to see something 
as bad as the era that we were in. I mean, so I'll, again, another peek behind the curtains of this series, and I told Martin this before we start recording, as I was sort of preparing myself for this podcast, I had a brief look at Stoke City's history. And of course, where would you go for that? You go to Wikipedia. Um, and of course, you have the different eras there, certainly ones that we'll cover as we go through. But perhaps the one they were probably struggling to find a name for for this one, this this sort of period is known as the managerial roundabout. I'm going to test your knowledge here, Martin. Who was in charge during the 1990s? Um, so uh, the managerial roundabout sort of goes from 97 to 2000, I think. Mm-hmm. So I think we had five managers in three years. So I'm going to go Chip Bates, mm-hmm. Kamara, Gary Megson, Drajan Fodarson, and Brian Little. Hmm. I mean, I haven't got these written down, so you just... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought you had the answers. Huh? No, you, you've um, done very well. So I, I'm going to take you away for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think I think they were the five who came after Macari, I think. Mm. But you know what? Even before that, Macari was here in two spells, right? But yeah, like, like lots of managers during this period and... and we know as as a Stoke fan now how important it is to have a stable manager. We've seen it with Tony Pulis. We've seen it with Mark Hughes, even for the time that he was here. Just to, you know, it took a couple of seasons for him to get going. And then when we were good, we were good. And then we've seen recently how how bad it can be when we chop and change managers. And it sounds like we just couldn't get anything to stick. And just just for how turbulent it was and this and this was the consequence. Absolutely. Um you mentioned Tony Pulis there and you know another one of Martin's useless facts of this podcast series at the minute. So actually Tony Pulis was approached about being stuck manager in nineteen ninety-nine um in the summer, but he, he turned his down because he he felt the club wasn't in a good position and he didn't believe that we had any had any real ambition. And he went to Bristol City instead. Um, so that kind of highlights where we were by the late 1990s um, as a club. And I know we'll talk about sort of Peter Coates further down the line. You know, it, it really was at the back end of that decade, a really turbulent time. And it was only when the club was sold to the Icelandic consortium that things started to settle down a little bit. Um, and the club sort of stopped that decline and started to move thousand, move forward in the early 2000s in a more positive direction. But the, the dejected, dejected hippo definitely summarises, apart from that little brief spell when McCrory came in, it, it characterises what it was like to be a Stoke fan from much of the 1990s and late 1980s. Yeah, and you wonder, if that period continued, I mean, we had the roller coaster with the Icelandic period, you wonder how long that period continued for we could be in a really really different place now because periods like that for some clubs don't end and and as a fan at that time we talked about how bad it was to be a fan then perhaps not anything particularly specific it is very hard to do so in the 10 15 minutes we have but a sort of a final point i want to raise on this as we exit this one because uh, the less said about it the better but why why do fans stick around during times like this? Some of us are doing it now. I know that things are getting better. 
in the current day. But why do fans stick around? It's a good question, but I think part of being a football fan is that it's not always great and things aren't always rosy. I think adversity makes the heart grow stronger. You know, I mentioned before how when I was a little kid, I wasn't really that interested. But you know, I, I found my way back in in the late 1990s, early 2000s as a Stoke fan. I, I remember going places like Stockport County and Oldham and, and losing and horrible little grounds like that. But it, there's just something, I don't know, I think adversity just makes the heart grow stronger sometimes. And, and that's why for me, you know, when we did finally get promoted to the Premier League, almost two de- decades after stop- I first started supporting the club. That's why it was so special. And I think that's why when we did get promoted on that last day and there's that pitch invasion and that overwhelming emotion, I think that's 20-odd years of people or more of people seeing, you know, Stoke City and falling clubs for the bad times. And it makes the good times just feel that little bit more special and important. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I answered that question. I asked that question knowing the answer, basically. I've spoke to loads of fans on this podcast who've been through similar periods. And uh, yeah, I think it's because it does make the good periods seem so special. It really does. You know, you, you look at certain clubs at the top of the Premier League now and, and you think, when was their last bad period? Um, some are in it, I suppose. But but uh, it really does make the good times seem so special. And, you know, to be an underdog and and that is how i've known and lots of people have known stoke city during their time supporting them you've got to have these bad periods and without you know times like the late 90s we're just successful and being just successful is boring so whether that be then or now these bad periods have got to be taken on the chin and taken with the rough for the smooth because we know that football is you know more than a results more than what happens to the institution you are still a football fan at the end of the day aren't you yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't speak for all fans, but I think, you know, that emotional attachment with a club or with a club, it doesn't just come from winning matches and having success. You know, I, I found love with the club when it wasn't going through a great time period. Um, you know, emotions, good or bad, it, it brings people closer together. Um, and I remember my old man saying there's a lot of gallows humour sometimes in the terraces. You know, when, when things are going bad, it doesn't mean that you're not enjoying it and you can't enjoy being around fellow supporters. You know, the game might not be great, but there's still an emotional connection there and you're, you're still there with other fans and you're, you're going through that experience together, essentially. So, you know, I, I'd, I'm sure in lots of your podcasts, you know, fans have spoke about, you know, how they found love the club or how we went through periods like this. But, you know, adversity makes the heart grow stronger. Exactly right. Exactly right. And you know what? Sometimes it's 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 good to talk about a bad thing, but not for too long. We'll uh, we'll close day ten of the twenty twenty one advent calendar. Thank you very much again, Martin, for talking about maybe a particularly sore subject for you and maybe a couple of other people listening. Uh, but I think we made light of it. I think we've done a good job of it. A reminder again to everybody that we are running a fundraiser alongside this advent calendar mini series. Uh, head to the link in the description, and you can donate to the Don Louise. Uh, which is a charity that Martin picked out at the start of the series. If you can, of course, there's no obligation at all. There's no target set or anything. It's just if you're able to and you're willing to, you know, it'd be great if you could chuck a couple of quid in. And of course, just as Martin has, as I talked about earlier in this episode, you can talk about your whole Stoke City story here. Talk about how you joined to be a Stoke fan. 
talk about your ups and downs, talk about what you think of the club today. You can do that on this podcast. It's what it's dedicated to. Um, you can head to the www.fls.com slash get involved to find out how you can do that. And that's it for day 10. Thank you very much for listening. And until the next one. Because you need to 40 over.